Welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I am here with Ms. Molly Herman today. Hello, hello. And we are so glad you could join us on this little bit of a soggy morning. Hopefully you're not doing anything but drinking coffee or tea and right. listening. Or hopefully you're just planning to like ride it out and then get out there and go do stuff. Yeah. I love that. It is going to clear up. I know it is. It is. Hey, you guys, we had a holdover call from the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So we have Selena on the line. Hey, Selena, you there? I am. How oh, are good. you? Good. What can we do for you today? I have a three-year-old with a dairy allergy, mm-hmm. so I was hoping you could give me some suggestions about what inappropriate food she might be able to eat out other than chicken tenders. Yeah. Everything has cheese, or where I could get some fresh recipe ideas without dairy. Okay. Mm. Well, I think, uh, obviously, eating out any protein, you know, if, if the, you know, does your child eat, like, meats well? Not so much unless it's bacon, sausage, or chicken tenders. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, that's the holy bad. trinity is what you're saying. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I would say that here's the deal is that what's really great is right now there's a lot of vegan restaurants that are popping up, and those mm-hmm. will be completely dairy-free. And so if you have you ever been to Jay Selby's on in St. Paul? There's, I have, but she has not been with me. Okay. Just just saying that that's like, you know, there are, they, they won't have any dairy in anything that they serve. So, uh, Jay Selby's specifically is a vegan place. You yeah, know, like, and they have that those soy uh, blizzard things that Elizabeth Reese likes yes, so much, right? And so that's dairy free, but like an ice cream treat that she could have. Yeah, she or he? I forgot to ask. Yeah, Sorry. no, and then, <laughs> and then you got it right. Yeah, and so then there's also places. Um, I would say that if you seek out in the in the in the in the freezer cases or in in the in your shopping mm-hmm. your grocery store there's a lot of more there's a lot more vegan snacks that are popping up that are you know that's kind of you know it's the strange way is going to be a way to supplement just feeding beef and you know and yeah. and and, uh, and that to everybody and i think that you know online you can look up paleo doesn't use any dairy right um aip doesn't use any dairy mm-hmm. um but just look up dairy free uh you know, recipe blogs, and I'm sure that they will show you a ton of different options. Stephanie Meyer, obviously, is our paleo AIP friend, so she has a lot of family-friendly recipes, you know, mm-hmm. um, with no dairy. Do you know, also, I was going to say, if you want to try, you know, there's a lot of restaurants. I don't know, you know, how adventuresome or not. I know chicken, you were saying chicken tenders, but Indian restaurants have a lot of great, you know, veggie-forward mm-hmm. and protein, simple, non-dairy foods. Um, and that's always kind of fun too, to make like a, a fun trip out of it, kind of make it feel like a staycation. Well, and actually Mexican restaurants are really good at that because I mean, we're used to putting cheese on all of our Mexican stuff, True. but you know, rice and beans and the fajitas where it's just, you know, like chicken or uh steak and you can, you put on it what you want. So it's not cooked with dairy. Yeah. So there's a little, you know, when you have portions like that, that you're able to build it, that's a little bit easier. How's that, Selena? Yeah, tacos are her favorite food, so I will have to Well, there to you go. Yes. Oh, that is a great idea. I would say go to the in Pajarito in St. Paul. Those yes. guys are great with tacos. And they're also, since they're chefs, uh, you know, like tr- highly trained chefs, when you ask for something to be dairy-free for sure, they are totally on it. And I will say, you know, I have a child with food allergies. Ask. You know, the restaurants don't mind. They would rather you ask so that they can give you what you need. Um, and don't be afraid to say, hey. We have a dairy allergy. What do you have on the menu? Okay, thank you. All right. Good luck, Selena. All right, I love it. All right, time for top two and hour two. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now 
the weekly dish presents top two top two the top two pick your best two in our two all right give me two with it with it all right, you guys, this is the time of the show, and we tell you about two things that we are loving this week. Do you want to start? What's your first you one? You go first. You go okay. first. My first one is going to be the World Cup, <laughs> <laughs> because I am so excited that international soccer is being played and all at once, and I love all the updates, and I love all the stuff, and I'm just telling you that I'm sort of obsessed um, What are the current scores? The current scores are the final Argentina-Iceland 1-1. There was a draw. Uh, or no, actually, it's it's in full time, so they're in penalty kicks. I think they're in PKs right now. And then uh, France is 2-1 to one Australia. So France beat Australia. Just letting you know. But here's the deal. You can go on to FIFA.com. You can go to FIFA World. Look mm-hmm. it up. Find all the rotations. Games are usually, because it's in Russia, going to be at like 5 a.m. or early afternoon. And here are my top three bars to go watch World Cup action. Brit's Pub. They have a Jumbotron a out on the lawn. You can go hang out and watch games there. When it's or, not raining. Yep. But they also have tons of screens inside. Um, and then I like it at the local, too, because I like, you know, they have a lot of screens around. You can kind of find which game on which screen and mm-hmm. then kind of hunker down with your people. The Nomad World Pub is sort of soccer central in the uh, Twin Cities. And that's over by uh, East Bank, West Bank. And by the, you know, area. And I got to say... the Riverside area? Yeah, it's Riverside, right? Um they are uh, they're doing a passport. They're going to be open for every single game. So if they're if it's a five a.m. kickoff, really? they will be open at four a.m. Oh, good for them! I know you may not be able to get beer at that point. I don't know, but they are open and they are going to be serving food and it's going to be a great time. And you can buy a passport, like kind of like a league passport, to get in and then you get to see every game and you get T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. So very cool. Yeah, we're sort of soccer obsessed in our household. Yeah, right you guys too. are. Yeah, that's good. Okay, what's your first one? Uh, well, you said you're going to the movies tomorrow. And I know you've already been here, but I had my first Mall of America CMX experience. Oh, how'd you like it? The new theaters at the Mall of America. I I fell in love. Like, it was my new favorite theater. Yeah. I mean, the seats and like everything, the bar, you can get your wine and decent wine, by the way. I know. That's the key. In a glass. I mean, it's a plastic glass, but it's a wine glass. Yeah. So you feel like you're, you know, special. How does that work in the... In the well, you have a tray. That's yeah, you have the a tray. thing. You That's have a tray. There's no cup holders. Right. Um, yeah, it was just a great experience. And when you walk out of the theater, there is a guy standing there with a basket of Andy's candies for you to take. Okay, well, I don't know if that's every day. I well, think there that might have been a Saturday, special. Day, and I think all you, we did was go see Solo. I know, but I don't think that that's... <laughs> really? I think maybe there was an Andy's candy special that day. Whatever. Yeah. I walked out of the movie theater and I got a chocolate mint <laughs> to Here's go a mint on my for way your pillow. Home, which I had my mom used to have bowls of those, so it like took oh, me yeah. back to the in the way back time machine. Anyway, it's a great movie theater. Yeah. We didn't get any food because we were sort of there before dinner and everything. So I want to go back and try all the food stuff, which I know you got to do. Yeah. I walked through in that little market. That is one of the best cheese pizza or just pizza squares and you can get burgers and you can get wings. I mean, like instead of bad, sad nachos, right? You know, which most movie theaters have. So question for you, because I didn't check this out. Can you, can you order from your seat? Or uh, you have to go no, back out? You have to, you have to go it, back because out. Because it's like a kiosk thing. Yeah. Like they don't have servers. Yeah. So you just walk up, you get your food, and then you pay for it and you go sit Gotcha. Down. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't anyway. think they want to. Yeah. Because there is a place in, in Woodbury coming called the Alamo. Uh, and it's like a cinema grill. Okay. And they, and have, they have people staff. like who come to that your. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Also cinema grill in New Hope, which is my favorite place to go. Is it? Because you can just sort of chill back and get surly furious and great chicken wings. Hello. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, it's a great place to go see a movie if you haven't been there in a while. Okay. All right. So my second in top two in hour two is the Stone Arch Bridge Festival, which is happening right now. And in fact, that is actually where you can find Shancy this weekend. Ah. So she is out there working the Stone Arch Bridge Festival. There's a culinary market that... I think maybe this afternoon, if it's, you know, when it clears out a little bit, might be a great place to go stop. They have all Minnesota makers. It's like a market. So they're selling products and everything else, but there's also food available to go eat. Uh, the Spinning Wild guys are out there. I Our love those favorite guys. Favorite cotton candy guys. They, they have got so to awesome. be the best. I mean, that's one of those like doy moments you hit your head. Like, why haven't we had fl- other flavored cotton candy? Organic gourmet cotton candy. You guys, blood orange cotton candy. It is my favorite. Wasabi. That they make. Cotton candy, root beer flavored cotton candy. They had a strawberry jalapeno, right? Yes, that was oh, was so good. I'm just saying, it's like, why did it take us so long? I don't know, but thanks for doing it, Spinning Wild. Right, and they're also, by the way, they also will be at the Keg and Case Market. They have a Kickstarter going on right now. Is it still open? I think so. To to fund their venture at Keg and Case, so get on that. But Stone Arch Bridge Fest is going on all weekend. So if you run her out there, there's a very good chance. To see Shancy, and if you see her, give her a hey, tell her you love her, all the good stuff. She's going to be crazy. Okay, what's your second one? My second one, the last time I was on, we talked about uh, cast iron cooking versus carbon steel. Yep. And I said I was going to buy a carbon steel pan. Yep. And I did. And you did. And I did. And I'm loving it. Good. Uh, we, we sort of took it for a spin in the pizza oven last night, and it was good. Um, but we, I put a link up. So I didn't buy the really expensive one. I bought the one from Lodge that's like, you know, 25 bucks on Amazon. Right. Um, the one I really wanted was, you know, Blanc Creatives, but it was like $235. Like, oh, felt like a little much mm-hmm. just to experiment with, but it was beautiful. Right. Um, so I'm loving it because I cook in cast iron every day mm-hmm. and it gives me all the same properties, but it's lighter weight and yeah. it has a longer handle. You know, cast iron has that short, the short handle. Do all and cast irons have those short handles? Most of it, because otherwise the handle's too long and too heavy, right? Because yeah. the whole thing is heavy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't break. But. So I'm loving it more for everyday use on the stovetop and in the oven, in the pizza oven, all that okay. stuff. I still use my cast iron, but, right. but it's, it's a, a lighter, lighter weight, a little bit easier, lighter weight bit. option with all the benefits. And how of much the cast was iron. it? Like how much did you pay? 25 bucks. Oh, that's I great. I know. That's totally great. Yeah. Do all it. right. I'm going to look into that. I like that. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about fun things to make for Father's Day. Little treats, little snacks, little things that can kind of boost Daddy cred. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. If you guys miss any part of our, you know, amazing content that we have been providing. Scintillating conversations. Scintillating conversations this far. You know, you can download the podcast. You can get on the MyTalk app. And we are throwing uh, podcast content up all the time. So dial it up. Maybe you're gardening on a Sunday without it being rainy. And, well, it's still going to be steamy and rainy tomorrow, I think, maybe. Yeah, thunderstorms. Yeah. Well, you know, go sit in a corner in an air-conditioned library and dial up. That would be great. That might be what I do, too. I might do some podcasts tomorrow if, if it's still this way. Find an air-conditioned, comfy chair in a library and sit and listen. There you go. Flip through magazines. These I have all these ideas for Cherry you bomb. guys. Yeah. Cherry bomb. Also, because tomorrow is Father's Day, so it's not Mother's Day, so I am free. <laughs> <laughs> So I like how that works also, um, being a single mom, that kind yeah. of works out. So, uh, But for people who are wanting to do things for their father, we have some fun ideas, I think, and maybe some food tricks and ideas. And, you know, a lot of times people, I think it's funny that on Mother's Day, 
we all have to have pancakes and, you know, brunch. brunch. Right. And Father's Day is all about like steaks and whiskey. Barbecue. And I'm just sort of feeling a little gypped by right? that. Yeah, you're like, that's the kind of day I want. I, I, I don't know. I, I keep lobbying for that. And actually, I make Mother's Day into that, of yeah. course. But I just, uh, it's funny to me, the national sort of conventional M- wisdom. brunch. <laughs> it's like, ladies get mimosas, men get whiskey. <laughs> don't like it. Anyway, there are a lot of great things that uh, you can do besides you know, making your dad. The other thing is a lot of these dads are like, yeah, no, I'm being told I have to grill. Like I have to man the grill. And like for Father's Day, they're like, you get to go sit and have people wait on you. I have to go stand over a fire. (laughs) Do some of them want to do that and just not be bothered? Like, let me stand here over my grill. What do you guys do for Father's Day? Because Dr. Keith Herman is uh, an all around kind of guy. Like, you know, he's not typical, but he's also just kind of a great dad. Yeah, he is. He's the best dad. Um, we change it up every year, you know, and honestly, we keep saying that we're going to go to a museum and then we never do. <laughs> um, but we, we, the intent is there. But for tomorrow, he specifically requested that from a you know specific time. I think it's 12 to 2. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 10. No, it's 10 to 12. He's going to be watching World Cup and he doesn't want to be disturbed. OK, this is good, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Go sit in the cool basement yep. and watch World Cup and we will not disturb you. Uh, and then he requested some special foods. For like, you know, I, I said, what do you want me to cook for Father's Day? And he listed two things. I'm like, I can cook both of those. He's like, really? Oh, like it's his two he's favorite dishes. He's married to a chef. Hello. Right. I'm like, he's like, you can cook the coconut tortellini soup and the lasagna. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yes, I oh can. My God. You're going to make lasagna <sighs> for tomorrow. I know. Those are his two favorite dishes. Yeah. And yes, it's going to be hot, but we have air conditioning. <laughs> It's going to be rainy, so, right. you know, it'll be like comfort food. I love but that. But he gets his two He is not getting the pineapple upside down cake because that's only a birthday thing. Oh, wow. But that's his, like, yeah. trifecta right there. Okay. Yeah. So so you're so and you're just going to stay in and have dinner. He just gets to relax all day. Yeah. That kind of a thing. And then if we decide to go out to a museum like we keep talking about, yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. You'll post up. Well, I love that. Well, one of the things that I thought about when I was thinking about Father's Day gifts, um, I was doing a little thing on Fox 9. Um, and for me, the pit mitt, I got to tell you, that we used last night yes. is my new favorite thing for firebenders. And I am a firebender, but I'm saying most dads, this is the pit mitt is a glove that's like a knit glove mm-hmm. and it has some, you know, little rubbery things on it for grip. Yeah, for grip. But it is probably the best mitt for like oven mitt and handling fire and getting your hand into situations in the grill or the live fire yeah that i have ever seen i grab full burning logs with it and turn them if i need to yeah no i used it last night a little bit and you're right it's comfortable too some sometimes those are like really heavy and yeah well i have welding gloves that's what i've been using for like my oven stuff they're very stiff they're very stiff they're unwieldy you know they're hard to kind of get any tactile sense Mm -hmm. this was really nice to be able to sort of pick smaller things out and move them and you can and i can move entire grates i can pull my grate off my grill by my weber grill well you reached right into the pizza oven last night how yeah. hot do you think it was i i don't know i forgot to get my temperature gauge out yeah. so but it was i will say like i think that pit mid is a 20 dollar pickup at you know cooks of crocus hill i know has it okay a couple places it's just a knit glove it's and i will just say that this is um, I this is a uh, an endorsement but it's a non-paid endorsement so, so you can get it at kitchen stores do you think you can get it at like home depot and stuff like that I don't or know. i don't know i'm sure amazon has it amazon has everything i know but you have one day right <laughs> so go support local retail there and you go, go buy it there you go <laughs> 
Um, I will tell you the other thing that I was thinking about was this idea. Have you ever heard of the Infinity Bottle? I have not. It's not the Infinity Wars, but it is the Infinity Bottle of. of whiskey. And this is a thing that has sort of happened um, with whiskey fans. Okay. And it's where you become your own blender, if you will. If what? you if you are someone who has bought, who buys whiskey, um, and and if you and if you're if your dad and you, foreseeably you could do this with other liquors, but basically with whiskey, there's an idea that you know whiskeys kind of blend together anyway beautifully. What right. you, you do, don't usually blend gins. You bl- you but, don't right. But you whiskey, yes. but whiskey, you feel like you can. So what it is, it's a decanter bottle that you just have sitting on your th- on your table or your bar, or whatever. And you kind of blend your favorite, like the end bottles of all your other, of your stuff. So if you drink all of your, you know, bourbon from uh, Eagle Rare down, but you have maybe like one or two fingers left in there, right. you pour that into the bottle and then you keep adding to it and it becomes your own special blend of whiskey. And we call it the infinity bottle because it never gets empty. Okay, so people have been doing this for a while. We yeah, just have I didn't a name. invent this. We just have a name for it now. Yeah, I didn't and invent And bottles this. that have an infinity symbol on it. There are some, you can buy a bottle that has a symbol on it, but I mine is just a decanter with a horse on top. What is that? I, I just pulled up a, some images and it is like, you know those ships in a bottle? Yeah. And so sort of, it's a it's a glass canister with a, it's a decanter. It has a stopper in a, on the top and a spout in the bottom and some sort of glass ship. Oh, on the inside. And, so and you, that's you, your infinity that's bottle. Your infinity bottle. Oh, wow, and then you have a very cool. spout to come out. Let me just say, you can easily just buy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You can easily just buy a bottle like a decanter or use one of your old bottles. Yeah, you can. <laughs> a lot of people do that. But I think it's kind of special to have something special. Your own. Yeah, I have okay. a glass, you know, like a glass topped one sitting on my bar that is just a plain um, beautiful decanter, and I just keep pouring into it. I had it was the one that about I think it was last year I made the peach whiskey. I had Eric yep. Eastman on the show, and he and I were talking about peaches, and we got super obsessed with them. And then I did a bunch of peach whiskey, and then now I've sort of followed that with other blends, and so it's sort of been topped out. And it, I just keep topping it off, and it becomes a new whiskey every time. That's so cool, isn't and- that cool? You need to have a stopper on it. You do. You can't just use a decanter. We keep saying decanter. You can't use a wine decanter. It's not a wine open. decanter. It's a, a stopper. It bottle. is a spirits decanter. Yes. It's and then when I say decanter, you're not actually decanting, but you're. It's just a. It's a. It's like a vessel. It's a plain bar right. topped vessel. All right. Let's talk about quickly your. I want to talk about your tortillas that you made because I think that's also yes. if you're going to have tacos, maybe Dad's doing the stuff on the grill for the tacos. Yeah. Here's a great idea. So we make our tortillas at home um, mainly because I'm gluten free, and so I was started making my own gluten free tacos mm-hmm. or uh, tortillas. And uh, you know, I put like dried spices in it all the time. I've put cumin, I've put turmeric to sort of brighten up the color, and da da da. But for some reason, that this is not like groundbreaking, but for some reason, I'd never put fresh herbs or anything in it. And so yeah. the other day I had a wild hair and uh, got some fresh oregano from the garden and chive blossoms, mm. mixed it into the dough. And making your own tortillas is super easy, you guys. We'll post yeah. a recipe, like just a basic recipe on the uh, Facebook page. But um, just mix them into the dough and then they just turned out beautifully. And you had this like nice little sort of hint of garlicky onion and yeah. oregano wasn't overpowering at all it just sort of added to the taco yeah but they just looked pretty nice so i have a picture on on uh, instagram uh molly l herman is my uh 
what is that called? Your handle. My handle. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is my handle. Uh, so you can take a look at the at the picture because they turned out really pretty. But it was just delicious. And That's, I'm like, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. And we'll put that recipe because you did give us a recipe. We'll put the recipe up on the Facebook yep. with a link to your Instagrams. That is awesome. So there you go, you guys. A couple of ideas for Father's Day if you're just thinking about what to do, what to get. Maybe you're stymied and you're just are at wit's end. Also, just a little side note. Um, you know, there's plenty of brunch places for dad too. Right. <laughs> like you can take, if he likes you brunch. can go to brunch too. Just letting yeah. you know. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are actually going to talk with uh, a family member of, I think the oldest barbecue uh, restaurant in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this rainy morning. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Molly Herman of Kitchen in the Market. We haven't actually mentioned that that's where you work. <laughs> I'm just, I just exist. I just know, you're, you're just around. It's just malls. Um, so, you know, I think it's undeniable that the Twin Cities is having a barbecue moment right now. Yep. And in fact, I have just made plans to go eat barbecue for lunch today. I know. It's making me hungry. I know. So I am not surprised, but we have had a longer tradition in the towns than maybe a lot of people have thought. And I'm so glad that we're being joined by Anthony Polsky. Are you there, Anthony? I'm here. Good. Well, welcome to the show because you are <laughs> part of the longest standing barbecue family in town. Are you not? I am. I hope so. <laughs> they haven't Otherwise, disowned you? The mailman's family. <laughs> <laughs> we'll one, talk about that later. One never knows. But honestly, Market Barbecue has obviously been in in the Twin Cities for, what did we say, how many years now? It's been in my family and in the Twin Cities for 72 years. Isn't Holy that incredible? Cow. People don't remember that, I think. I think yeah. it's just sort of like, you know, especially because restaurants come and go so easily these days, mm-hmm. um, that there is, it's it's nice to see and honor the people who have kind of been slogging it out. Um, Anthony, you and I had a little conversation and you pretty much told me the entire history of your family's joint and how it was your grandfather or was it, was it your, yeah, it was your grandfather or great-grandfather who started because he wanted to, he created the restaurant, you guys, because he wanted to gamble, basically. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I think my father kind of told you about that as well when we met. But yeah, yeah he, uh, I think you guys used the term tippling house. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's a great term. It is. It is so um, great. But yeah, tell yeah, us a little bit about him and like what he, what he was like. Um, he, I didn't know him very well. He passed away when I was very young, like four or five years old. But um, he's definitely legendary in the way that he could play gin. Um, and people to this day still come in and talk about the card games that were played there and Funny. just his ability to run a room. Um, and because of that, a lot of really famous people started coming to that place. And um, then they realized that, wow, this place has really, really good barbecue as well. And <laughs> you know, would start coming back. So why barbecue? Like, how did he even get started with barbecue? Um, so he, they had to kind of legitimize that business. Um, so it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just a place to play cards. Right. And my grandfather knew three sisters um, from the South, and they you know, they had expressed that there was no really good barbecue in Minneapolis at all. And they knew how to, they knew how to produce really good barbecue as long as we built uh, this brick pit. And they worked on some recipes with him and kind of showed him the ropes and not baking them, not boiling them, 
uh, not drenching drenching them with sauce, mm-hmm. uh, that the flavor was really in them, not on them. And that's been our motto since 1946. We've stuck to it. How about that? I know. So the original Market Barbecue was, the reason it's called Market Barbecue is it was over by the Farmer's Market. So it was in, yep. you know, kind of what's now North Loop, but basically it was this sort of, you know, divey little cute place that obviously card sharks and rum runners and <laughs> everybody else would come and play. And then, you know, obviously they closed and they moved to other locations. How long had you been at Nicollet? For, so I'm 33 and I, I mean, it's been my entire life pretty much. I think 32 years. Yeah. Okay. So that, and you guys, and you moved the brick pit there basically and they have, and, you know, obviously became Market Barbecue, which then, you know, sort of solidified you guys as some of the best ribs and the barbecue tradition in the Twin Cities. And you opened a place out in, in you know, Minnetonka for a little while, and then um, that closed. And then, yep. but now... That little while was 30 years. Was it 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, sorry, I had to point that out. No, that's okay. Are you kidding? It was 30 years out in Minnetonka? Yep. We're out there for, th- we opened that before we opened the one downtown. We what? were located uh, where the Target Center is for, so where the Target Center parking lot is. My dad owned that entire block. Um, and that's where the real, I mean, they were connected to a strip club. Yeah. At that location, which right. is where a lot of that cavorting and. and, and <laughs> Tippling and cavorting. On. This is a great segment. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. I did not know that. I thought that that Ridgedale, you know, area stuff came later. That's funny. Yeah. No, that was, I washed dishes out there when I was in, like, like you know, junior high. That was my first dishwashing job. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, so here's the deal. This is a sort of an evolving story because, you know, as that one closed, Nicolette, you know, has just sort of been the, the stalwart, you know, holder of the family business. And now, of course, they're going to wipe out half that block for condos, which is de rigueur of what's happening in town these days. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about what, what it was like when you heard that you were going to lose Nicollet. Um, my father and I had an inkling um, prior to us finding out, but we really didn't know. And it's been kind of a mad dash ever since we... You know, heard. I guess there was never a question in either of our minds if we were going to go, you know, go on or not go on. That was so. I guess just from the second we found out, it was a mad dash to where uh, where we're going to go, and we there was no choice that we were going to buy no matter what. So we, you know, just started looking all over town, mm-hmm. and since we have these two food trucks, um, we've really kind of like given a rebirth to our relationships at a lot of businesses, uh, especially these breweries. So we're, you know, at breweries a lot of the times and we wanted to be close to them. So we looked in Northeast. Uh, There's not a lot of space available over there. I mean, hardly any. And we wrote this family a letter that owned a building and they met with us and we worked out a deal. Wow. Wow. So you guys are moving in September. You'll end at Nicollet and you'll move to Northeast. You're at 220 Lowry. Are you going to have to redo that whole building? Yeah, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen pictures of its current state, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're redoing the whole thing. Um, my godfather is uh, an amazing contractor from McNulty Construction and he's 
built a couple of market barbecues for us in the past, and he is uh, really helping us out to get this job done so we can, you know, carry this on. So are you moving the brick pit? Yeah, we are. That's the big thing. That was the big thing because live fire is a hard thing for the city council to sort of say okay to, you know, these days. Mm -hmm. And in a building, like, you know, lots of fire food trucks seem to be able to do things, but... I don't know if actually there's any live fire in food trucks. I think they all have no. to be gas fired. Yeah. Right. But so this Unless is like, how much wood do you guys, we talked about this, but how much wood do you guys go through in a week? A lot. <laughs> um, I mean, we go through a lot of wood. It's at least a cord. And um, it's, yeah, it's not a smoker that we use. It's just a live fire, as I showed you when you were down there, Stephanie. So you kind of got to, glimpse of what makes our product so special and what makes it so different yeah no it's true it is definitely that is that oven and did that oven come from the original too or yes so what we've done is we've taken so like the doors the bottom the bricks that are inside we take those apart and to the best that we can take it over there we take them apart we put them back you know remortar them and build another pit god there it is. I know. That's really exciting. So what can people expect from, you know, is there any going to be any new innovations at the new market barbecue? Yeah, um, we're definitely, so in moving to Northeast, our bar game is definitely going to step up. And like I mentioned, our food trucks have built these relationships with uh, breweries and distilleries. So we've been working with Tattersall. We've been working with Indeed and Inbound, um, Surly, just kind of getting our getting our game plan together, what, you know, awesome happy hour we're going to offer with some exclusive beers and some cocktails that are made just for our place. Um, We're really excited to be able to do that in this neighborhood. We're really excited to be able to pair those drink deals with our food. Um, We are going to bring back our beef ribs, which people have been like really honest about doing. Um, There's, quite a few other items that we have in our old recipe book that we're going to bring back out for um, Northeast. That's so exciting. That's now, awesome. Are you guys open for lunch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you, and you're open in your Nicollet location until September. That is correct. Okay. All right. We are so excited. So this is going to be 220 Lowry, now, you know, Lowry Avenue North. It's just down from Little Jack's. If that gives you guys any sort of a, a placement of it. Um, and it's exciting. Are you guys, I mean, like, are you guys, you're drawing up. I know you sent me a little rendering and you're working on how it's going to look. You know, what's the vibe going to be? The vibe is going to be like when we were, when we established in 1946, the vibe on the outside is going to be kind of art deco. Yeah. Um, you were at our restaurant, so you saw the vibe inside there. Very, very old school, not kitschy, not like, a lot of places are that are barbecue or like go for the roadhouse or like the I don't know how to describe like sh- ramshackle. Yeah, like, yeah, they like to like, they like to pretend they're a shack for some reason, right? Right. No, we're not trying to do that. Um, you know, we have this awesome red carpet that we're having remade for us. Um, you know, wood paneling on the walls, our wood booths, um, tin ceiling, jukebox you know, playing Nat King Cole type situation, um, just going for what we know. Oh, God. Well, lucky Northeast. Honestly, that's going to be so much fun. Well, congratulations, Anthony. So glad that you guys finally got the space and you got it nailed down and the the oven is making the trip. We're very excited about that. (laughs) 
Well, thank you guys so much for your support. I want to let you know my family really appreciates it. Oh, great. Well, you can still get in on Market Barbecue in on Nicollet until September, kids. So get out there and go visit the family and get ready for something for the next generation. Thanks, Anthony. We'll talk to you later. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. All right. See you. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out today, you guys. It's been kind of a... A good day. We've talked about smoky things. We've talked about barbecue and pits Dad's and bricks day. and all sorts of things. Pits and bricks. Pits and bricks. Yeah. And whiskey. And whiskey. All pretty things good day. that pretty much work well in my world. Uh, <laughs> what's your moral of the story there, Miss Molly Herman? Uh, I think my moral of the story, I'm going to go back to the tortillas because a lot of people don't want to make them at home. Mm-hmm. And the answer to this is that you don't have to have gadgets. Like you don't have to have a tortilla press. Yes. You can roll it out in between parchment paper with a rolling pin you can put it between parchment paper and just use a pot to press it down. Oh. Like, make do with what you got. All you got to do is flatten a disc. Flatten it. It doesn't have to be all... It's not yeah. rocket science, and you don't have to have fancy equipment. Right. I know. Go back okay. to the basics. I'm for that. I just want to say, it's if you can't be outside today because of the sloshiness, it's a good day to get inside and do some non-fiery cooking. You know, do mm-hmm. things like a little, you know, on stovetop stuff. Doing a tortilla is a great idea. Yeah. And instant pot some uh, pork shoulder, so you know, so that your oven doesn't heat your house up. That's a good idea too. The Love those. Pots. Yeah, if you haven't been on the instant pot weekly dish, uh, weekly dish instant potters page, we've got some fun stuff going on over there. Always a good time to uh, check in. Um, of course, I'm going to add some people to the group as we're speaking, since there is because you can multitask. I can do that as it goes. But I just want to say, there's always some good stuff if you're looking for instant pot questions. Um, if you're looking for wins and fails and you need to kind of check in with the group, the group is self-sustaining. I mean, I don't do very much with it anymore because people are so, you know, into it with the, with each other. And I really appreciate it's that. It's a forum. It is. And it's 3000 members. So you know that there's an opinion waiting to be given and something for everyone. Yes. And so we have a lot of things. In fact, you know, uh, Lunds and Byerly's just put up Missy Anderson, who is a very active member, along mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, Barbara Lyons, our favorite. Um, but sh- they both uh, put things on there. Missy just put up Instant Pot Pork Carnitas Bowl from London Byerly's, who is kind of getting into the whole Instant Pot craze. Very cool. Yeah. So there's always recipes over there. This is a great one. Again, if you're looking, this would be a perfect addition to your tortillas. Yep. That's what I'm saying. So there's that. A uh, couple things. My moral of the story is just... Uh, tell more people about the infinity bottle. <laughs> I can't believe I keep forgetting to talk about that. I know. I How many times do I see you and you've never mentioned it? I know. It's like we, you were holding out on it's me. It's because it's just really personal. I think mm-hmm. and also a lot of people who have infinity bottles of their own whiskey sort of guard it. They kind of keep it hidden. I'm a sharer, but we are usually drinking wine when we're at my house. And so it's hard to remember. That's true. Stuff. A uh, couple things to let you guys know. Openings. Here's a fun one. Trapeze, Bubbles, and Toasts is now open. I'm excited for that. It's a little slip of a place. It is a teeny tiny little place. It is actually like a galley kitchen feeling of a space. It is right next to, so this is Kim Bartman's Champagne Bar that she's been talking about for a long time. And it's open right next to Barbette. In mm-hmm. fact, they share the chef, Jessica Kack of Barbette, um, and the GM as well. And uh, it's it really is a bubbles bar in terms of there's 20 some seats and there's a bar with standing room only and then a couple bar stools like against the window. And it is 85 plus bottles of bubbles. And here's what I need to tell you. There are some beauties on that list. There are some great bottles on that list that are exclusive to uh 
trapeze. trapeze because also Jill Mott, who is one of the best psalms in town. She's one of my favorite. She has really worked her relationships to be able to pull some great, you know, cases that wouldn't necessarily be in this market. Right. And so she's got, you know, I, the thing about a wine list is, and if you have a psalm directing it and someone who can, you know, leverage those relationships, that's mm-hmm. when you find the good stuff. And so let's just say if you're willing to pay some extra bucks for some really great bottles or if you're looking for something very special, do the ask. Don't even just, I mean, look at the list, but then say, so we're wondering what else there is. And so did you see price range? Like where, where I did. did they- what do they have on the menu? It's all entry points. It's, I mean, it really is everything from like a $20 bottle. I mean, there's a, they have a Jean Sarah, you know, which is $6 bottle that you buy in, you know, you can buy like some cava and things like that. But then there's, you know, they have some salmon, uh, bile, mm-hmm. the salmon bile uh, you sound very Nico right there. I know. I was, whenever <laughs> I say that, Nico. I channel Nico. <laughs> um, that is a $400 bottle and it's on the list. So you and can that's get okay. whatever you want. Right. So, and they had by the glass as well. Yes, yes, a lots of by the glass. Okay. And Jill even said that she is up for opening things. So that's cool because you know, then you can taste a bunch of different ones. Right. I mean, you know, a bunch, a bunch, <laughs> uh, and t- see what you like because right. champagne is is very personal on what your flavor profile is that yes. you like. So and uh, and the food there, you guys, is not like dinner. Don't think about going for dinner. They have cheese plates and they have snacks and things like if you I mean if you can snack for dinner which I absolutely can that's great but if you're looking to like tuck into a big steak and everything else you should go next door to Barbette and you cannot get Barbette's menu at trapeze so Please don't ask don't ask or ask and just be ready for the no <laughs> be ready for disappointment because it's that's the way it is and I like that they're keeping it small and intentional and, and focused yeah, yeah. I, I like that it's just what it is and so go for that um there was an article, by the way, I was, I was going to bring this up and I just didn't, I didn't want to get too ranty today, but there was an article in um, Food and Wine. It was an opinion piece. It was somebody who was writing about how she loves diners eating, you know, because then I think it's a she. She loves diners eating because it's bright and it's not overly loud with music. And she thinks that every place should be bright and have no music. Like all restaurants are too loud and too dark, basically. Wow. And I sort of feel about that the way that I feel that if someone says to me, well, I, I you know, I, I love hot dogs, so there should be a hot dog on this menu. Right. I mean, it doesn't, you go like, to different places for different moods and this, different right. settings that you want. Yeah. And she's saying that it's that it's she just, just has one setting. She has one setting like. and then she believes that everybody should <laughs> like defer to that setting. And I just thought, God, I would. Would you take a date to diner? I mean, like if you're on a romantic date, Depends would you go to on the a date. diner? Depends on the date. I know, but I mean like a romantic date that was sort yeah, of like you're no. having like this sort of lovey thing and right. or even worse. I mean, like the idea that sometimes we go out because we need to be pampered. You're not getting pampered at diner with bright spaces and no. and quiet. She was like, no music whatsoever. And I was like, I, I could use some music so that I know that everybody's not listening to me. Well, you're kind of loud. I know this is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem. But I just thought it was interesting because I also it kind of goes along those lines of people who and I mean, it's the vegan people who go to other restaurants and say, well, you don't have any vegan things here. And I'm upset, you know, and then you, of course, but you don't see to seem to think that it's OK for a carnivore to go to a vegan restaurant and say, well, where's, where's my steak? Meat? Yeah, because I should be able to have a steak. No, you have different restaurants to please different people. This is why. Story. Let's just stop with like trying to make everything. Also, let's not make everything fit into one person's Box. bucket. Yeah, because guess what we get, guys? We get the same thing everywhere we go. Boring. 
boring. You know, we like diversity. I want a champagne bar where it's a little dark and pink and I can't get a steak. I want that. Mm-hmm. Because then I can go next door and get a steak. I can go across the street and get a steak. I can go three blocks up with the Uber and get a steak. And so. if you want steak and champagne, really good champagne, you yeah. can go to St. Genevieve. Right, exactly. <laughs> Where you can get a steak. Where you can get a steak and, and really good champagne. Bubbles. Right. So there you go. So that's opened up. Um, other couple things happening this weekend. Uh, there's a block party today over at Prize Brewing, which is on the river. I just want to say eight bands, lots of good stuff, craft market, beer releases. Uh, the sales for the wristbands go to Habitat for Humanity. So I just wanted to make sure that that was a known quantity. That's They're cool. doing some good stuff. That's about it, kids. We got it all going on. The best of summer party at Lord Fletcher's on Tuesday. If you haven't got tickets, I think you might be out of luck. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. Thanks for having me. Thanks, it was Hope. good to talk with you. We'll see you guys. Ciao, ciao.